Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Game Wild. We are live again. I don't know how many times we're going to go live, but we're live, and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully, we have some people interacting with us. That's the whole point of going live, right? If we didn't want to do this live, we could just continue to do it the old way, but we've decided to do it the new way, which is going live. And I do already see Jigzira in the chat. So what is up, my man? Good to see you here. It looks like he's from Brazil, too. I see that little uh, little emote there. So what is up, man? Going to be an awesome podcast today. Because I'm actually kind of... All right, so obviously I'm excited to talk about... Because uh, we're going to be discussing or reviewing what happened in the Microsoft com- uh, conference a little bit later. But right. this, this question of the week, man, I'm actually a little bit excited to go over this list because you found this and this seems kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so basically the question of the week is going to be any game uh, that we've played, but the actual thing that I found was the top like 10 hardest games of the 90s, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go through it. Hopefully you guys can answer the question live. What is the hardest game you ever played? Um, but before we do that, we just want to thank everyone for coming along. If you are listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and you did not join us live please make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already give us a positive review five stars if you're watching our youtube recast of this on monday please make sure that you like subscribe and ring that bell for those notifications how about that? wow ring that bell you even did you prepare that ahead of time you're, you're looking up uh, all the uh all the sayings um, now no i've just been watching a lot of youtube videos and they keep saying ring the bell so mm-hmm. Why don't we just ring the bell, guys? Come on now. Ring it! And now you're going to have to have a drop for the bell. You're going to have to put a button on there oh, for a man. bell. What a, oh, man. I definitely oh, don't got that. All right. I, I have a, a Ramus okay for you, though. So for, we're good. For, the, for when the bells <laughs> toll, everybody. So let's kick it off with the question of the week, which is what is the hardest game you've ever played? And... um. Well, to be honest with you, I thought long and hard because there's a lot of hard Nintendo games, like old school games, but I thought I would go something that's a little bit more recent because I figured, and I felt like games have gotten a lot easier over time, right? Like, I think the older games were harder. Dark Souls would say otherwise. Well... (laughs) Way to wait wait a spoiler alert. Dark Souls is my oh, choice. Like really? I that game so freaking hard. Like it, and there's no like rhyme or reason for what you're doing. Like you can go to different areas. Like it's not linear in some cases. So you're going to different spots and you're trying to it's just so hard. And when you die and you have to start over. Oh, yeah. like it's so mad and the fighting is just so well, it's all pattern based right yeah like, yeah and it's, but it's really hard to get the the button patterns down because you you cannot miss the timing so like right. i i almost ooh, you have me and then and then who you pick like it's like do you play the knight because you feel like if you play a mage or something you're just so squishy that you can't do anything with at least the knight you can take some damage and feel good about it you know what I mean? I yeah, I guess. I mean, you, you really can't take any. That's the you can't take any damage in that game. Though, when it really comes down to it, it's kind of nuts. Um, man, you, you're making me think about my hardest game now. Like, I feel like that is. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I haven't played a lot of Dark Souls, but it was actually Dark Souls three that I played that um, was hard. I mean, the series itself is just as hard as this, but Dark Souls three 
by far one of the hardest games and it was very i felt very accomplished when i beat some of the bosses i did actually beat a couple of bosses in that game but um man it's that, it's it's, it's hard tough. yeah that it's, no i i gotta hard. agree with you and I'm, I'm actually looking through some lists of games right now just to kind of refresh my memory if i'm forgetting anything because i do kind of agree with you with dark souls um i'm trying to think of if anything actually beats that in my mind i think the only thing all right so all right actually okay no we're gonna go i actually think this game is harder than dark souls and it's very similar well, it's not that it's hard. It's what you've played that's harder. I mean, I've, yeah. I'm sure there are harder games than Dark Souls out there. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that this game's much harder. Okay, so what, yeah, a game that I've played, so I have played this as well, too. One of my friends at my old job actually gave me this game for five bucks because he was getting rid of it, and um, it, Bloodborne. So Bloodborne, very, very, very similar to Dark Souls, um, mm-hmm. was super difficult for me. I think... I actually think I personally had an easier time with Dark Souls than Bloodborne. Um, I know they're similar. I know some people would probably argue Bloodborne might be easier. I don't know. But at least for me anyways, Dark Souls was a little bit easier. Now, granted, both of those games are ridiculous. So, like, I, I agree with you. The, the, yeah. any, any of those, like, action-adventure games that are, like, button combo style where you need to recognize the patterns that the, the enemy is attacking you, they're just super, super difficult to navigate because – even when you feel like you have the pattern down, you can still screw it up because your timing with pressing the button is literally like two milliseconds off. And because right. of that, you're like, what the hell, man? Like I got I got that that button combo in the right order, the right timing, but I still got hit. Like what's wrong? And then you like second guess yeah. yourself. But it's really just because you were really, really, really like this tiny bit off that you ended up getting hit. So um, yeah, no, I, I think that Dark Souls is probably my number two, to be honest yeah. with you. So in the uh, chat, if you'd like, please let us know what your most difficult game was as we move on to the actual post. So it was a Facebook post that I found from uh, Game Ranks. And so we just thought it was fun to see what they thought were the top uh, 10 hardest games of the 90s. So we'll get right into the list with number 10, Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the Super Nintendo. And I'll tell you what... Um, I know Ghosts and Goblins, which is its, uh, you know, original game. That game was hard. And that that game was a pain in the butt. And this one apparently was even harder in some cases. So, yeah. This is actually one of the... I think there's there's three games on this list that I've actually never played. And this is one of them. Uh, but I have heard of this really? one before. Yeah. The other, uh, okay. Technically I heard of that one too, but yeah. So there's, there's only, there's, there's three games on here that I've never played before. Two I've heard of one. I haven't even heard of this one. I've heard of, haven't played before, have heard it super hard as well. What, so yeah. what's the actual, what type of game? Is it just like a side scroller? Side scroller. Yeah. yeah. Side scroller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, listen, Mario did it the best, but I think like Mario maker nowadays if you think of some of the levels that people make in Mario Maker that are like legit impossible, well, I could imagine a game being just like super, super I difficult saw, back in the yeah. day. Yeah, I saw one where they just did the flame things, like the rotating flame, mm-hmm. and then the whole level was just that. Yeah. And like, they run through it, and I'm like, yeah. Designers, what monster are you? you? You have like a one pixel room of error to like move your character. So exactly. you, you're like inching over, you're like pressing the directional pad to move like one pixel at a time just to make sure you have the perfect jump for your arc for your jump. So <laughs> it's pretty, pretty nuts. 
Uh, so number nine on the list, which is actually kind of intriguing, uh, The Lion King for Super Nintendo and Genesis. Um, based upon what he said in the actual video, he said that Disney realized that kids were renting video games. Yes, there were things where you'd rent video games at stores. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. What stores would you possibly rent video games from, Joe? Block Blockbuster. What? What? <laughs> Major video. Wait, did that have like a blue sign or something? I vaguely yeah, remember like this blue sign with yellow. Oh, that's right. A ticket. I think I remember that store. Rip. Rip. <laughs> oh, so, um, Disney was like, well, if we make it too easy, they'll just rent the game and beat it in the days that they have it. So let's make it a little harder so they'll have to buy the game. This is what he said. Which I'm not, I'm not gonna say is wrong because I'm sure they thought that. So um, logic level nine thousand. <laughs> so there, so there was one level um, called "I Can't Wait to Be King," and that was apparently the hardest level, and it was just stupid difficult, and um, that's why it's on the list. So I played this, and actually, yeah. this alongside Aladdin were two of my favorite Super Nintendo games, probably. Just because of the nostalgia, like back then, Aladdin and Lion King were like huge. And nowadays, they're actually still huge. And like, I went to go see the Aladdin. Well, they have the live action ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're amazing. And um, so I think that's probably why those are two of my favorite SNES games. But I beat Aladdin. I did not beat Lion King, but I also don't think I actually tried to beat Lion King. Like, I think it was just a game that eventually just fell off my radar and I just didn't finish it back in the day because, you know, I was like, what, six maybe when they came out. This kind of makes me, because I do have an SNES, this kind of makes me want to go find The Lion King and, and beat it now just because it's on this list. But it's probably like it's probably like $80 to buy the game now just because it's such a, a soft uh, game. I don't know. Probably not. I'm going to look surprised. that up. So number eight on the list, Tomb Raider 3 for the Windows systems and the PlayStation. Um, this game was difficult because it was kind of an open world game, but kind of like what I said with Dark Souls, it was difficult to navigate, find your way around the world, stuff like that. So that's why it made the list. The guy even said that he felt like finding the secret passages and the secrets in the game were easier to do than finding the objectives of the actual game. So that's why Tomb Raider 3 was on the list. So Lion King Lion King's actually only like 12 bucks, so I'm about to go See, buy it. <laughs> All right, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Tomb Raider. Now that you're mentioning Tomb Raider... Well, yeah, Tomb Raider 3, but but even the whole series, right? That was like that was Drake's Uncharted before Uncharted came out was Tomb Raider. Sure. And so basically Uncharted is Tomb Raider, if that's how you want to look at it, because Tomb Raider invented that genre in my mind. Yep. Um I I actually think that Tomb Raider as an entire series was a pretty difficult game when you when you think about it. Because all all we thought was Dark Souls, and, and then I thought Bloodborne because it's similar to Dark Souls, because that's kind of like the new age, really difficult game right now. But if you think about when we were younger, back on PlayStation, Tomb Raider probably was one of the harder games. No, I mean, do you, do you agree? Well, it's a harder game, but I've beaten them. Like I feel like, yeah, same here. Yeah, what gets me like what is a hard game to me? It's a game that I haven't beaten that I actually put a lot of effort into. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're talking about stuff like going back to like older games. Mike Tyson's Punch Out could get to Tyson, could mm -hmm. never beat him. Harder, hard, hard. Stuff. <laughs> it's like that, you know what I mean? You in the boxing games, you in the boxing yeah. games. Now I know what to get you for Christmas. I'm gonna get you Mike Tyson's punch out with like an SNES. 
<laughs> oh, tell me you love that gift. Come on, let's be honest. Well, no, because I already, I already technically have it because you get the uh, the oh, emulator. Stuff. Yeah, the emulator yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. from there. Okay, yeah. But number seven missed for the Mac and the PC. Um, he points directly to the puzzle with the piano because you needed to have musical tone to be able to to actually get through that puzzle and know music. So if you don't have like an ear for music or don't know how to play the piano, that was probably one of the more difficult things to get through without a guide. He said, so, um, yeah, there you go. Did you, did you play mist when you were younger? I played mist, but I really wasn't into it. I I, I, I dabbled with it, but never got into it. So I was the same way. Like I, I played it, but I didn't like necessarily beat it or get super into it. Um, it's, I know it's like puzzle based, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So is it kind of like Portal? No. 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 It's not like Portal. It doesn't even get like the same vibe as Portal? No? I think Portal's on a whole different level of puzzle than... Because I'm, th- I'm remembering when I when I loaded up the game when I first played it, I'm remembering kind of like an MMO type feel. And then... But I didn't really get like too far into the game. So I'm not sure because I know it's a lot of puzzles and stuff later in the game. So I don't know. So maybe Zelda then because I know Zelda's very puzzle based. Well, kind of. I mean, it's like a first-person click-point type situation, so it's not really... I I wouldn't even put it in the elk of any of those. Like, it's its own own kind of puzzle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I vaguely remember ever playing... Like, the the picture of the cover art is so, like, burned into my mind because it was such Mm -hmm. a popular game around that. I think it came out, like, 2002 or something like that. I can't Um, remember. But it was really, like, I was playing... I was playing like Civilization, or sorry, not Civilization, Diablo and like StarCraft and stuff back then. That those yep. were huge. That's yeah. all I cared about. So Mist was me like too. this afterthought. <laughs> right. Me as well. So number six on the list, Super Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back for the SNES. Um, you know, what he pointed to in this game was more like the bosses were really tough and uh things like that. But I never played this game, so I can't speak to it. I actually never played any of the Star Wars games on on the Super Nintendo, because apparently they had all of them. They were just called Super Star Wars, and then the name of the episode in the trilogy. So, you know, Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, stuff like that. I so same deal. Like I, I remember this game probably a little bit more than I remember Mist, but didn't beat it. But also didn't get a feeling that it was overly difficult by any means. Mm. Um, I don't know that one. That one kind of I question as to being on this list. Like so far. I, all right, the Lion King, I'd have to actually play through to, to agree with it, but I could see right. how it would be he super said, difficult. Yeah, and he said it was like one level made it extremely hard. The, for which one? Star, Star Wars or Lion for, King? For, no, for the Lion King. Yeah, so that might be just because I didn't get to that level, Which, but I could see Disney doing that specifically. Um, super Star Wars, I, I don't really agree with, though. From what I remember about that game, not very difficult. Um, but I don't know. So far, the rest of this list, I, I do happen to agree with, though. So Number five. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey for the PlayStation originally. Uh, if you died in this game, you would slam your head on the controller. <laughs> this was because, like, <laughs> this because, is where you this is where save points like became universally a thing. Like because right, of this so, game. <laughs> so he wrote like there were no good save areas um like for this game and you couldn't fight with anyone. Yep. So realistically, you were basically just sneaking around, um, getting through yep. puzzles. The puzzles could kill you. 
the guys could kill you. So it was like, it was really rough. And, you know, he said that there were areas in the game where you could go through 30 minute stretches and not be yeah. able to save. So if you messed up one thing, you basically restarted 30 minutes of your life. That's, so, that's literally all I remember about this game was having difficulties finding somewhere to save. And that was, so I want to say it was, there was a final fantasy that I played that was like that too. I want, no, it wasn't, was it seven? It might've been seven. No, I, final fantasy is usually good about save points. I, it was a different, yeah. maybe wild arms. It was some ran, Sui Coden, some random RPG on PlayStation that I played. I think it was Sui Coden actually. And listen, when you don't have save points throughout the game, like on a reliable basis, it's to the point where it starts affecting your life. Because you're like, you're like, no, no, no. I actually can't do anything but play this game right now because I still need to find a save point. So I'm just right. stuck sitting here in front of this TV until I find somewhere to save this game. And it feels really bad. It's like, how do you explain that to the person that's like, sorry, man, I can't save my game. What do you mean you can't save? Just fuck save the game. Like, like what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Oh, man. And then, so going to number four driver for the playstation um he really focused on the fact that the tutorial was actually the hardest part of the game <laughs> which is funny you had like one minute to do like six or seven different types of car things and um you only had one minute to do it <laughs> and if you crashed so your car like three times or ran into anything it would restart the whole thing so you were trying to do stunts in your car and um, apparently that was like the hardest thing in the game, but that's why it's on the list because the tutorial was probably okay. the hardest thing. I wasn't sure. I, I like when I first saw this on the list, I was like, I'm pretty sure I played that before. So I looked up a quick little YouTube video of it. I 100% played this game. So this game was on a, this game very specifically, I only played the demo and this was, we've talked about this before on podcast. This was one of the games on one of the PS magazines or whatever they were, uh, mm -hmm. demo discs. Yep. And so I get a hundred percent what this is, what this guy's saying with the tutorial, because you, you had to like do donuts around, like, like yep. imagine you're in a parking garage. Yeah. That's what you were. You were in a yeah. parking garage, right? And uh, you had to go around the, the poles in the middle, but okay. Listen, I played that probably when I was like eight years old. I don't even remember how old I was when that came out. Probably it was towards the beginning of PlayStation's release and it was not that hard. The tutorial was, uh, was the tutorial probably one of the harder parts of the game? Sure. But generally speaking, in comparison to like like we were just talking about Dark Souls and stuff, or even if we're just talking '90s games, ah, nope, no. You want to know what was hard in the '90s? Tony Hawk Pro Skater getting the award for doing the grind all the way around yeah. the level and getting like I don't know, it was like an achievement or a hundred thousand points or something like that. That's hard. Doing a grind around a Tony Hawk Pro Skater level, that's a hard accomplishment, right? Not, not, I don't know. I don't agree with that one. <laughs> not driving. Driving. Yeah, not hard. driving. Driving's easy. Especially back then. The driving physics back then were stupid. Like, like now we have Gran Turismo and Forza. Like, back then, the drive, uh, nah, nope. That was, that was definitely on the easier side of things. So, I gotta, so I gotta just go straight to, up. Let's go to number three. Number three on the list. Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis. Um, one of the hardest parts of the game was the final boss he could actually send you back to the final level and apparently that was the hardest level of the game because you could get like boxed in and die and stuff like that like you had to kind of flow so yeah echo the dolphin coming in at number three i heard of that i think everybody knows that echo the dolphin was a sega game for some reason mm -hmm. even though it wasn't like this huge hit it just is like synonymous with sega but i never 
Never played it. Um, Me neither. So I, yeah, I can't really can't really I say anything. Play, about it. I didn't want to be a dolphin. I don't say. know. Like when I think Sonic, I think Sega. I don't know why Echo is also synonymous with Sega for some reason. Like that's like ingrained in my head. Like I just knew that was a Sega game. I've heard of it before. I've seen it before. Never played it in my life though. And it's definitely not like this amazing S tier game that you know back in the day. So it's just weird. I hear you, buddy. Let's go to number two. Number two on the list, Silver Surfer. Um, I believe this was also for the SNES as well. So there are a couple of problems with this game. His hitbox was huge, apparently. So the Silver Surfer hitbox was not even just like him. Like you could get like a corner or something. It was really weird. If you if you see the video, it actually and we'll we'll post it in the actual notes and everything. Uh, he shows the hitbox, but it's like a side scroller um, game in the elk of like a, a ghouls and ghosts and stuff like that. And um, you could touch anything in the level and you die. So <laughs> if you hit like if there were like poles and stuff and you were trying to like surf over the poles, if you touch the poles, you die. Even yeah. if there were no enemies on it, stuff like that. It was just really hard to play and it was clunky. And honestly, it wasn't a, a very big game. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I haven't heard of this technically, but obviously I know who the Silver Surfer is. Um, I didn't actually know they made a game based around him back then. But yep. looking at the gameplay, it's it's basically Contra on steroids. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yep. But like a really bad Contra. So like you would never play like you wouldn't want to buy this game. You just buy Contra instead. <laughs> right, exactly. In the number one hardest game in the 90s all right battle tone for the <laughs> nes so he points to the turbo t- turbo tunnel which required great reflexes and in multiplayer mode if one player died pretty much everyone had to start over so if you had a sucky friend uh you were playing <laughs> a lot so. battle toads so okay i guess this game was pretty hard did you did you play this before yes yeah, I guess this game was pretty hard. This just this game was just funny that it even existed. I don't even know. Well, it's coming out again. They're gonna have I know. <laughs> it did well. Like that's what like it just blows my mind sometimes the type of games that actually do well in the market. You know, Battletoads just for whatever reason did well. Which yeah. I guess I so do you do we think and I, I haven't looked up the history of Battletoads. Do we think that they saw did this come out before or after Ninja Turtles? I don't know. Uh, no, definitely after Ninja Turtles. Okay, so, so did they just see Ninja, Ninja Turtles and were like, "All right, Ninja Turtles battle Toads, let's do it. We got this." Maybe, maybe. Like, like I feel like that's exactly what went through the designers' head. Oh my god! But yeah, this is this is an awesome game. But it's also interesting because there's this whole like aura around Battle Toads and the the like the resurgence of them. And mm-hmm. apparently there was this big thing where people would call GameStop and be like, when's the new Battletoads coming out before it like was a thing or something. I don't know. Some weird like urban history about Battletoads and a sequel and people would harass people at GameStop about it. Like we're just randomly call and ask them. Oh wait, so, is it already, is the new Battletoads already out? I don't know if it's out yet or not. I believe it's already out for Xbox. Yeah, it says Xbox Game Studios made it. It came out in 2019. No, there, I thought there was another Battletoads game that was supposed to be coming out. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one coming out. But yeah, I guess they revealed it at E3 2019, and it, it probably came out towards the end of the year. So, And I actually, now that I think about it, 
it's probably one of those games that we glossed over, or at least I glossed over when I saw the E3 conference last year. I think I vaguely remember them premiering um, Battletoads, but then just not. Dude, it, well, it's, it's not out yet. It's not? No, it says coming soon to Xbox Game Pass exclusively on the Xbox One. It says the wait is over. Are, is this false advertisement? Oh, wait, coming, no, yeah, probably, coming soon. Okay, yeah. No, the wait is over in regards to where fi- you're finally yeah, going yeah, yeah, to yeah. have a gotcha. Battletoads game, not... Oh, wow, so they revealed it. Through. So it's got to come out this year. If they revealed it, at, well, actually, never mind. It's going to be an exclusive for Xbox Series X. <laughs> I, I was going to say it must be coming out this year, but for how long we waited for the Final Fantasy VII remake when it was premiered, like in 2016, yeah. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. This might come out in 2030, for all we know. So we'll we'll see. There you go. <laughs> so, um, that is the top ten hardest games of the 90s. If you have any interest in this list, we will have the link in the notes for the podcast. And if you have a game that you played, whether it was in the 90s or not, or made in the 90s or not, you can put it in chat or. If you decided to watch us on YouTube, you can also just post it on the YouTube channel. Yeah, this is actually uh, from Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and post it in the chat for everybody. Yeah, there Uh, you go. Then Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zero ban. We got a ban, everybody. Oh, you don't say in video games? No way. That doesn't happen, right? We got a ban, guys, as we should probably just keep a hit list um, (laughs) on our site of Twitch streamers that are getting banned from Twitch, whether it's indefinitely, permanently, um, suspended, whatever the case will. Apparently, the streamer Zero, that's capital Z, little e, capital R, little o, has been indefinitely banned. Um, and I just, it's it's disappointing because, not, you know what? It's this whole thing where like gamers and geeks and stuff like that, they, they do this stuff, they play these games, they master a craft. And the reason why they master the craft is because their social skills are possibly lacking and their ability to meet people of the other gender and things of that nature is difficult and i don't know this person's past or what they've done but once again it comes down to unfortunately misconduct um on some females apparently um sending sexually explicit messages to minors unfortunately uh despite having discovered the ages of them so apparently it wasn't even like oh man it was a mistake i thought she was older than what she was Mm -hmm. um so uh, Gonzalo Barros, I would say I'm not very good at pronouncing names, but that's his that's his real name. And oh, oh, I did it again. No, I didn't. That was live. It was live this time, guys. You can't even edit it. It was live. Oh my god. Anyways, I listen with all of these. Uh, Listen, we're 29 podcasts in, and he still can't remember to silence his phone. No, no, no. I was gonna say the, the these bands. I I like can't. Oh, we're going to the bands part. Skip over. Oh my back. god. Yeah, no, I'm trying to act like that didn't happen. So <laughs> <laughs> I just you have like all right. Do you know what offline TV is? I've heard of it, but um, it's I, not really. It's disguised toast with some other uh, partners that uh, mm-hmm. I believe Pokemon was in it. I think she finally left it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, Scara, Lily Pichu, Disguise Toast, Yvonne, and, um, this other guy, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but Pokimane, like I said, just left, was one of the founders. 
and there was this other thing in offline TV even, and they're like, all those names are huge in streaming. They're like the number one streamers. They they have huge followings, millions of followers. They do really well. And even one of the people in their group that was doing offline TV, they like just all ganged up on him. I don't want to say gang up like they shouldn't have done it, but just they all went after him for, you know, his ways, quote unquote, and things that he's done in the past. And, you know, that one seemed a little bit more legit. I mean, you could go after each individual case and say certain things about him. Some seem true, some seem not true, but like, I'm just so sick of like, like at what point do we just get past all this? Like at what point do people just stop and focus on something else? And, and not only that, in, in conjunction with that, obviously that means the guys that are doing those sort of things also just stop, please, so that we don't have to hear about this anymore. So if you're a guy and you're listening and you've done something like that before, don't do that. It's bad. Don't, don't, don't follow the path of these people. You'll end up getting banned. You'll end up just, it's not good. And at some point we all need to get past this as a community, as a gaming community now, because apparently the gaming community is having similar problems and, and just move on. Um, and smash in particular, we, I think it, we did it maybe three podcast episodes ago where there was another one that was also banned in the smash community, but it was a female, right? So, or not banned, but she just, there was uh, an accusation against her. So this isn't just males and females. It's, it's both sides here. And yeah, I just really want to get past this. I'm, I'm every day now. It seems like there's a new piece of news coming out where somebody else is getting accused of something. Yeah, we're never going to get past it, unfortunately. There's always going to be somebody who's going to do something stupid. Um, yeah, it's really yeah, unfortunate. It's just, it is. It is super unfortunate. But we like to pass that along to you guys because you know that we all want you to be up to date with everyone who's getting banned on Twitter. <laughs> so you know who not to talk to when they, when they DM you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> And so zero no longer on that list of people that you want to talk to. So and he was so, he was pretty big in the scene too. So that's that's really unfortunate. So so um, next up, let's talk about what we did this week on Thursday. Microsoft had a reveal of some of the games that will be coming out on the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One. And well, we did a live stream of that. If you caught it, great. If you didn't, why not? Why weren't you there? Anyway, <laughs> get we, your shit uh, together. It was in the middle of the day. It was pretty rough. It was twelve o'clock. So yeah, we actually had to take one. half a day off to just to, just to be there. So I use PTO for this, man. <laughs> Come on. And we had and they actually had a pregame thing that we missed that had a couple of games on it. But we're gonna oh, there was over. a pregame. Yeah, there was, and it, they went through some of the games, uh, some newer games, but some of it was more like Legion, um, not Legion. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, I mean, stuff mm. like that, like a couple of games. Anyways, we wanted to just really quickly go through what we liked, what we didn't like, what games were shown. And um, so we start off with Halo Infinite. And it looks good, a little different, open worldish, it seems like, based upon everything we saw. Master Chief has a grappling hook now, so that's always fun. <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, right, exactly. Um, so what were your takes on Halo Infinite? No, oh, I mean, it, 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 it looked great. I, I think like Halo Infinite is the reason, at least for me, sorry, not the, that and Fable, which we'll get into in a second, are the reasons I'm going to end up buying the system, which I probably, honestly, I just buy every system anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I am, I am unbiased to buying every system. Uh, but 
Halo Infinite, if they make it, so they made it look like kind of like a Witcher-esque style game where you have the map, you have quests, maybe. We didn't really 100% confirm how that system or infrastructure works. They just kind of made it seem like that's what it does. Um, if they do that and make it like that and also have a bomb-ass multiplayer, which Halo typically does have a good multiplayer, I think that'll be really, really good for the game and the franchise as a whole. And it might be able to kind of pick up a little bit more interest um, it needs to. It's. It hasn't been on the levels of Halo Two and Three in that era of Halo in quite some time. I want it to get back to that. Like I loved Halo Two. I want Halo Two back. I want competitive Halo in esports to be like the biggest esport again, like it was back in the day. I mean, they created esports essentially, or one of the one of the founders of FPS uh, esports. So, um, yeah, I'm super hyped for Halo Infinite. Nice. Fable was up next. Now they just showed a trailer, no gameplay or anything like that. And I know that was something you were pumped for. You were worried it wasn't going to get shown. I told you, I said, don't worry. It'll probably be the last game they show. Huh? I was right. It was the last game that they showed. It was just a trailer, but you're pretty pumped for Fable, huh? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my God. And, and so Fable Fable came out originally back when PlayStation had Final Fantasy as an exclusive. And that's what originally sold me on PlayStation back in the day. PS1 had Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. That To me, that was just absolutely – this is the best system, hands down. These RPGs wreck everything in the world. Like they were the best RPGs at the time. And then Xbox is like, we're going to try this Fable thing out. Let's see how it goes. And Fable actually gave Final Fantasy a run for its money – and I love that. And it's one of the reasons why I started looking at Xbox as a RPG console as well, or a console that had decent RPGs on it. So to see it finally, finally come back, because they they basically skipped this whole generation, right? Like they didn't even come out with a, with I don't a fable. Think so. Yeah, I would yeah. I thought there was, but maybe I'm wrong. I think they skipped the entire generation and um, I thought Fable Three came out on Xbox One, but maybe I'm wrong. Was it one and three sixty though? Like, I don't think they actually had an exclusive for Xbox One. No, Fable 3 was actually just Xbox 360, so yeah. Wow, yeah, so they just skipped it entirely. And that's nuts to me. Like, I feel like they missed out on an opportunity. So my only hope is that they skipped all that time to really put all their effort into Fable, whatever number they're going to put behind this. And wow, why did my screen just... Uh, that was weird. Uh -oh. And... Uh, hopefully, it'll just be it'll just be a really good game that you can tell they put a lot of time into and it's just going to be worth it. And I'm, I'm super, super psyched, super excited for Fable. Yeah, no, I see that your, uh, your screen just totally whacked out. That's weird. Yeah. Right. I literally just switched randomly. I didn't even press anything. We're still God. learning guys. guys we're, still learning. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning things. Um, so that's going to be an awesome game. No doubt in my mind. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. I love playing it. Um, I tried both sides, good and evil, because that was like the premise of the game, right? He's like, you can play as good or you can play as evil. Um, the next game, Senu Saga Hellblade 2. Um, no gameplay, really, of this game. It was more visuals. This was the game where you were like, is that real or is that like game footage? That's That was like you were showing like shores and like places and you were like, holy crap, that looks so awesome. I, I think that's real, not not gameplay, but I've never played the Hellblade series, but apparently it's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know about you. 
Um, Hellblade, I have not played, no. But from the preview, it looked absolutely amazing. So on like watching them reveal it on the uh, on the conference, it looked like a pretty good game. Definitely something I'm interested yeah. in. So I'm curious to see uh, how that performs once it actually does go out, if it sells well. Right. And then we have a, a new game. I believe this is from Bethesda, Avowed. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought it was going to be something like a, like an Elder Scrolls or something like that, which it looks like it's very close to that, but it's a new IP. Um, you know, it looks like third person, uh, not first person, excuse me. It was looked more first person-ish and it was more magic based and uh, stuff like that. So pretty awesome, I got to say. 100%. Yeah, and like I said, very hyped for a lot of these games. I think that... All right, so just to, to touch on Halo and Fable again, I told you at that conference as well, one of the things I was concerned about was them not releasing enough games that are like specific to Xbox or like mentioning them, and they did. Uh, they The Fable like kind of filled it out at the end there. So between Halo, uh, what was it? Halo, Fable, Forza, and Fantasy Star Online 2, which did they say a Fantasy Star Online would be multi-platform or no? Uh, I did not see whether that was going to be multi-platform or not. Okay, because if that's oh well, they bought Sega, so I imagine that it, it probably is, right? No, maybe I maybe. I I think I don't know, but um, just and and Psychonauts actually, uh, which is another one that they announced. Um, having all of those, I think that it was it was a good comp. No price still, but yeah. <laughs> them releasing those four games alone is kind of what made the uh, made it worth it. No price, no date. Mm-hmm. Although I heard that on a shareholders conference, um, the uh, per- one of the people slipped that it was going to be November holiday, twenty twenty. So, oh but, God, really? Yeah, we we know though it was going to be November. Oh, 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 I thought I thought you meant they were going to release the price at that time. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. So on a shareholders conference, apparently, um, they they let it slip that it was going to be November twenty twenty. Oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Which we all know. Oh, okay. it is. Everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to come out in November. Both systems are coming out in November. We just don't know the price points. And there are going to be multiple price points because we know there's going to be a diskless and a disk version. So it's all mm-hmm. there uh, on the open for everyone. Uh, apparently on the pre-show, there was some stuff about Forza. So Forza was on the was there, even though we didn't really see anything when we did our stream. Well, they did, release, they did announce a Forza. They did show like some cars, but you're right. I, they just I, they just I, didn't actually like talk about the game, so they probably yeah. just did that pre-show. Yeah, because Forza at this point is like a foregone conclusion. Like right. we just know it's, it's going to get announced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're, we're going to see it no matter what. So, um, yeah, no, hundred percent. But always, always good to see Forza. So next game, which I'm hopefully um, excited about. Hopefully they really make some improvements to the last one. But State of Decay three was mm-hmm. announced, and um, it's basically a zombie survival game and you kind of have to manage your team your people you build a community and you have to manage it so let's hope that they do well with this one because they could really take it to the next level with three and that was the one with the deer right yeah with the zombie deer yeah because i I have not played state of decay but that looked really good that looked and the deer looked amazing although I heard that people were actually complaining that the graphics didn't look that good from the conference, but I didn't see. Well, there was no gameplay. It was video, right? I don't think, I I, I think, I think they just didn't focus. Like that wasn't the focal point of the entire conference to be like, look at our cool graphics. Like nothing looked inherently bad, 
I will admit nothing like impressed me like, oh my God, those are the sickest looking graphics ever. So I think that if people are saying that the graphics didn't look good, it's only because they're still stuck 10 years ago. Right. Where all anybody cared about was graphics, but like the graphics are so minimal as far as like how much they've advanced. It doesn't even actually matter anymore. Yep. No, I hear you. The next Crossfire X, which is the military style game that looked kind of like a Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just another first person shooter. I don't know if they're going to be able to revolutionize anything, but it looked all right. It's probably it's probably just something that people will gloss over when it does come out. One, one of those Maybe games. Not. They might. They could take it to the next level. There, there. If you can build something out, you could possibly mm-hmm. make something a little bit more. Next, Crossfire X. We have Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide, which looked like. Uh, a lot of people fighting zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be first-person shooter, what's the deal with this one, but uh, intriguing, to say the least. It's in the 40,000 uh, world, so we'll see how they do. Yeah, and it's it, it's like the first non-strategy version, it looks like, um, as far as like Warhammer games are concerned. It's, it's possible, yeah. It's very possible. I, that I think. Let me, I, asked, I asked that during the conference, too, so hold on. Let me actually check Warhammer games. I want to just see if they're was any other um like non-strategy based warhammer game see i'm looking it up in it i don't know there's a lot of okay apparently there's a lot of warhammer games based in are these all board games have you played warhammer like tabletop no but it's definitely a tabletop game for sure 100 percent. yeah never mind it actually looks like there's a lot of games that have come out for warhammer in the warhammer universe that i just haven't heard yeah they don't have warhammer in the title but they're in that universe so there, there's probably something else that came out before that, but still Warhammer, awesome title, um, big name too. So yeah, and now we have another big name, Fantasy Star Online Two. That was a pretty big one. Another. Oh good my god! Player. It looks like that was the one that Kevin was huge on when we were when he was in chat. And I am too. Yeah. This. Oh my! Have you played Fantasy Star Online? I have not played Fantasy Star Online. I've played Fantasy Star, but not Fantasy Star Online. Fit. Oh, okay. I see what you did there, I <laughs> dude. Such a good game. One of the one of the best games uh, probably to have come out for Sega. And happy that somebody picked it up so that there is still a Fantasy Star game right. out there. And uh, I don't know. Super excited for this as well. Like I said, this with Fable, with Halo, I think is absolutely amazing. And this is probably going to be one of the games that I buy for Xbox. Did they release um, – did they announce a release date when they announced this or no? They did not, no. They did yeah. not release the date. I was gonna say like this would be one of the titles I pick up when it comes out, but I don't I don't think it's actually gonna come out on release. So, nope. And uh, we have a special guest in our in our midst right now. My daughter's popping <laughs> in my room. She's now punching her iPad. She just came in from our from neighbor's pool, so that's a lot of fun. Oh, I wish I had a pool. Right well, we up? don't have a pool. It's our neighbor's pool. So, yeah. <laughs> see, she's smart. She's already using everybody else's pool. Why? Why get a pool when you can just use other people's? <laughs> and it's an in-ground pool too. So, it's oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So next, medium from um, it's a looks like it's going to be one of those games where you really, I don't know, are crossing worlds, but are like two different people almost. Like you turn into a different person almost. So it's kind of interesting. I actually like it because it's like a kind of an unprecedented way of playing a game um, yeah. to, to render two universes at the same time. Like it's the same layout, but the level, the look of the level is two different games basically. And uh, right. I, I think that's awesome. I think it's a, a super cool new concept for a game. So I actually am very excited for that one as well. 
Yeah, me too. A hundred percent. I'm so into this one. Tetris so, effect is like, I mean, that's like old news. I'm actually surprised they included it in this conference. Like I, it's cool. Like everybody knows Tetris because it's like the game of games. It's been around since the beginning of games and yada, yada, yada. Tetris effect already came out for PlayStation VR. And I think it's just probably the coolest version of Tetris effect that you're going to get. So I don't really think this is worth the time invested to put it in the conference, but yeah, eh, it's Tetris. Tetris game. Yeah. Then there's the gunk. I don't even remember the gunk. Honestly, I'm trying to remember it, and I'm not even pulling any idea of where it came from. The Gunk uh, is a game about two who run a small scavenging outfit together and who travel from one space rock to another and search for resources they can harvest and sell. One day they land on a planet that looks dead from a distance, turns out to be unlike any other they've set foot on. I vaguely remember this as well, actually. Um so I, I'm going to go – oh, this had kind of like uh, the cartoony graphics as well. I'm going to go out on a limb though and say like if, if we aren't really remembering it from the conference too much, it's probably not going to leave too big of an impact as far as the no, game is concerned. I agree. 100%, oh. And even with Stalker 2 a little bit, uh, honestly. Um, yeah, Stalker 2, same deal. I don't really remember. And you know what? The Gunk. I think was the game that looked similar to Rad that I had mentioned. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. that was the one that was similar to Rad. Yeah, Stalker 2, um, Stalker 2 Xbox. I'm trying to remember that one as well. But again, if, if we don't remember it, I'm not sure how good of a game it is, to be honest with you. Uh, this is, oh, that was the one with like the Ferris wheel and like the really old um, like Chernobyl looking game. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That kind of, again, that kind of looks like a game to me that's just like going to be released for the sake of being released. It'll be decent. People might buy it, they might not. It's like one of those games where you go to GameStop and now there's it's sold for five dollars, yeah. like you know, six months after release. Yeah. So. Well, now, it's, well, now it's uh, included in your Game Pass. So when you get it, <laughs> yeah, you're it. like a marketer for Game Pass, but now you can get it in Game Pass. <laughs> game Wild brought to you by Game Pass. Um, they're redoing Destiny Two stuff. I'm just gonna like gloss over that, but yeah, yeah nobody cares. Two, blah blah blah. Psychonauts <laughs> Two. Probably been 15 years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, looks pretty good. As if you like those types of games, like a little bit of a platformer style. Well, yeah, Jack Black yeah. is singing in it. Like, come on, it's 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 yeah. worth. It looks like it's worth a game getting. So it's worth. Wait, I said that wrong. The game is worth getting. There we go. So yeah, Psychonauts right. too. Very excited to see them remake that 15 years later. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, not remake it. It's another game. It's second oh well yeah sorry not a remake but you know what i mean they they might as well remake it. it's 15 years later it's essentially a remake yeah um as dusk falls another game that i don't quite remember exactly the look of it uh, so as dusk falls i believe was the kind of like horror-esque game um where it says it says all right so as dusk falls is an original interactive drama so that's like we're saying that that genre is like very prominent now for some reason. Like everybody wants to get on that interactive drama bandwagon. So you're just making decisions to do stuff. I think that that train has left the station. Like I think that people keep making these games and now they're just going to get glossed over because we've just seen so many of them. It's like how many horror movies can I play in a game until I'm just like sick of playing a similar storyline over and over again. Um, and then, yeah, and then we have Grounded, which was like that uh, one where if it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, 
mm-hmm. turned into a game. That one uh, looked pretty interesting. Uh, don't know how, how it's going to play out. It's going to be coming out actually um, for game preview on July 28th. So it should be out um, in a couple of days. But Outer World. Oh, the Outer, Outer World. World. It's getting new content in form of a DLC chapter. Yeah, that Outer World, I'm super for it. Yeah, that, um, I mean, that's just a good game, man. I'm, I'm so happy that it came out. Like I said, it's it's kind September of like, 9th. Uh, not fall, Fallout, no. What's the game I'm thinking of that it's yeah, like? Yeah, you, you're thinking about it. It is Fallout, 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 yeah. I don't know. Jesus, I got too many games going through my head. We're talking about so many. We're talking about 90s games, we're talking about current games. We've got through like 30 games in the last 10 minutes. All right, actually, well, now we're going on 48 minutes. <laughs> so. So here we go. We'll 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 finish up here with "Tell Me Why," which looks like an interactive style uh, game that's going to focus on a relationship between a girl and a brother. Um, and they were getting visions and emotional about like stuff that happened in the past and their upbringing. And apparently, it's going to be chapter based. And the first chapter will be out on August twenty seventh. So this, out of all of the interactive like games like that, drama or whatever you want to call it, I do actually like this one a little bit more because it seems like they 100% focused on writing a really cool narrative and story and there's going to be multiple games with multiple chapters kind of like what they're doing with the Final Fantasy 7 remake where like they're dragging it across three discs or three games mm-hmm. and you know you get the next chapter as you go to the next game um I kind of I kind of like that about this game so I think this will be one of the better ones but again I, I think this is just getting overdone now as far as how many yeah. of these types of games are coming out well that's what we saw at the conference. If you guys saw anything else in the pre-show or anything like that you want to add to it, let us know in the chat or drop us a line in the YouTube comment section. Now, everybody, let's get excited. Let's get pumped. Let's get it. It's your favorite segment of the podcast. It's Ruffles Deals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, go. Let's <laughs> um, July 30th, we have some new games that are free. They are free, and it comes on the Epic Game Store as per usual. I knew you were gonna make like try to make a jingle out of it. <laughs> we gotta make a Rough House Deals jingle to go with. We will. The we will talk to your buddy. We'll get it done. <laughs> um, the first game is called Twenty XX, which is, in my opinion, just a ripoff of Mega Man. Although they will put it in the elk of this Twenty XX is a rogue-like action platformer that you can play with a friend. Jump and shoot your way through ever-changing levels, collect awesome new powers, and battle mighty bosses in the name of saving the human race. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, looks cool, but yeah, totally Mega Man ripoff, but we'll see how it goes. And, and... then and then the next game that's going to be available is Barney. Or Bar- <laughs> Barney. Wait, you mean we can get Barney for free? Oh, I can't I wait, Joe. You, you <laughs> love me. Let's all go play PlayStation <laughs> 3. No. All right. So, uh, <laughs> wow, that was that was original, Joe. That was, all right, listen, we, I, I'm cool with the jingle idea. Not if it's all going to be Barney theme songs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can sign off on that. So, this one was marked as the premier first person roguelike with co op. Cryptic items, brutal traps, and devious monsters like those found in classic roguelikes and CRPGs await you. Conquer the dungeons alone or gather a party and cope with iconic and exotic RPG classes. So there you go, guys. You got your free games coming out July 30th. 
get them on the Epic Game Store before they go away. So those are both 100% free, right? 100% free on July 30th. I like all of these deals I feel are like from Epic Game Stores, right? They are pretty much, yeah, because honestly, I haven't been, I haven't had a lot of time to scour the internet for a lot of deals, but Epic Game Store is always good for free games. So I well, like to give people a note of that. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily worried that you were um, always, you know, giving the free options from Epic Game Store. I'm actually kind of, you know, it's good on Epic for them to be giving away so many games. I think, I think they're doing it to create awareness for their, their launcher. <laughs> because yeah, we've, we've yeah. gone over this launcher thing before. I don't think people want another launcher, but if you're going to have a launcher that gives away two free games like each week, a week, then okay, yeah, yeah sign me up. So, uh, yeah, Let's pretty, get it. yeah, pretty cool that they're uh, they're doing that again with the free games. So, all right, so now it's time, time for... for your first your first favorite segment. All right, your first favorite segment because nobody likes free stuff. That's a lie. Um, we're gonna go. The game game releases of uh, the week. SJW, take it away. So I am going to try to go through this a little bit quicker, um, assuming that there's no scantily clad anime girls on any of these covers that we can joke about for like a few minutes. Um, Because there's actually a lot of games coming out uh, over the next week. So first up, we have Ageless. For PC and Switch on the 28th, Ageless is a story-driven puzzle platformer where you must alter the age of animals and plant life around you to progress. Play as Kiara, a young girl who braves through heartache and loss as she journeys across a mysterious world to discover its secrets and herself. Uh, this kind of this is like a, a very this is a 2D side scroller with like really really low end graphics, so it's kind of like just the look of the game. Um, looks interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, that comes out on the 28th. Destroy All Humans Remake. We all have heard of Destroy All Humans. Uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, July 28th. That is, again, the remake. Grounded for PC. Uh, that And, sorry, and Xbox One. Comes out July 28th as well. The Which world- is that game that we talked about on the Xbox preview. Yes, so that was a very quick turnaround time as far as that's concerned. So the world is a vast, beautiful, and dangerous place, especially when you have been shrunk to the size of an ant. Can you thrive alongside the hordes of giant insects fighting to survive the perils of the backyard? So it's like it's almost like we planned that, Joe. We talked about it earlier, and now it's on the game's release. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. My God. So definitely pick that up if you guys are interested in it. Uh, but it will be on PC as well. Made of Skur, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah. Um, this is – oh, God. This looks like another interactive thing. Uh, this is – since it's a first-person survival horror. To me, an interactive drama – and a survival horror game are the same thing right now because the survival horror games aren't Resident Evil survival horror games. They're like the storyline survival horror games. You have to make decisions and stuff. And I think that's what this is. Um, again, it's set in a remote hotel with a gory and macabre history from British folklore. Brave the nightmares of the quiet ones. Do not panic. Don't even breathe. Uh, so it's a hardcore horror game, it looks like. So that, that's pretty cool. Um Rocket Arena Season 1 is going to release on the 28th, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. If you guys don't know what Rocket Arena is, I think it's actually uh, recently came out on July 14th, 2020. So I think it's actually been in beta, and that's why Season Mm -hmm. 1 is coming out soon. Rockets rule everything in Rocket Arena. An explosive 3v3 shooter where you're never out of action or out of the action. Master your heroes, unique rockets, and abilities to rule the arena and become champion. Let's Rocket. Was this the game me and you were thinking about streaming together at one point? Um, probably not. I think I would have remembered that. 
Yeah, I don't, I can't recall if it was or not, but um, either way, it's it's basically it's it's like a uh, like it says it's a three v three shooter, so it's very similar to something like Overwatch and stuff like that. It's just based around rockets. <laughs> so uh, then next up we have Skater XL. I'm sure you guys have heard of Skater before, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, coming out on the 28th. Welcome to the rebirth of authentic skateboarding. Critical hit, experience unparalleled board control and responsiveness while you skate legendary real world skate spots um this just reminds me that tony hawk is going to get remade and i want that so i don't really care about skater personally i want tony hawk pro skater that's just later me. skater uh terrari sorry terrarium Ter- terrarium not to be confused with terraria right terraria. uh Terraria. God, it's freaking... Such I can't awkward... pronounce people's names. You can't pronounce video games. Oh, that was bad. Wait, what was that again? The the What was that name again you mispronounced? I don't remember. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. Don't, don't lie to me. You just don't, don't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. I blocked these things out of my mind. Um, it's, Terrarium is a 3D puzzle platformer about wanton destruction and adorable gore across a galaxy of community-designed murder gardens. Jesus. <laughs> Conquer dangerous alien worlds as a feisty granny with a chip on her shoulder and an army of cute but expendable walking mushrooms. This sounds like to me somebody took a lot of acid and then made a video game. Uh, this is you're a, you're a green grandma in a garden of mushrooms. That is, that's that's terrifying. Like I don't that's that's yeah, that's an interesting concept. Let's just say that. Um then we have Blightbound for PC coming out on the 29th. Um, Blightbound is a multiplayer dungeon crawler that tasks three heroes to venture down from their mountain refuge refuge to face the abominations of the Blight. Destiny, anybody? Uh, a mysterious and corrupting fog that enshrouds the land. Uh, yeah, definitely looks like Diablo-ish. A lot of games coming out that are similar to Diablo lately, so... Uh, we, we have a guest as well. We have uh, <laughs> the dog. That? I have a new puppy, guys, and uh, she's pretty freaky. <laughs> um, then we have uh, For the People, July 30th. If it's, it sounds, it's exactly what it sounds like. For the People is an acute social novel with strategic elements in which you take control of the newly appointed mayor of a small city. Will the party provide for the people or the people just cogs in its machine? The choice is yours, a comrade. Um, it even has the. If are you looking at it? The, the simple oh, no, because I was gonna look. I was gonna look at it, and apparently, it's a TV show on ABC as well. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I believe that the symbol for the game is actually similar to the communist symbol. Um, if I know my like, I hate politics. So, oh, be, is is that right? Isn't the fist um, the communist thing? Like- there's something I can't, but it's a little different than that, though. Yeah, it's not exactly the same, but I think it's a play on it. Um, yeah, it's definitely a play on it for sure, 100%. Hellpoint is coming out. Uh, that's going to be for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch on the 30th. Hellpoint is an intense action RPG taking place in Erid, Erid, Erid Novo, a derelict space station soaked in an intoxicating dark sci-fi atmosphere. Fight dreadful creatures, face the cosmic gods, and unravel their twisted glory. Should the challenge be too great, Play with a friend in local or online co-op. Uh, then we got up next, like I said, guys, lots of games this week. Um, Imperium's Greek Wars, July 30th. Uh, that it's, it, 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 it almost has like a civilization vibe. 
It's a unique combination of turn-based 4X and historical grand strategy with a mythological twist. Explore the ancient world and open it up to your people. Survive, expand, conquer, and win. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% this kind of looks like civilization. So this this looks interesting. Um, so if you're into civilization and uh, RTS games like that, definitely check it out. Necronator, dead wrong. Also 20% off, apparently. Uh, it's a comedic micro RTS game with a deck building twist. Uh oh. We have a deck building game. Collect and, off. and deploy undead units and build an army to conquer the lands of the living. Build a powerful deck, change the game with rule bending relics. Welcome, or sorry, become the Dark Lord of Livemore. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a deck builder. That's I did not yeah. even hear of that game. Jesus. Yeah, and this is an early access game. That's why it's 20% off right now. Uh, and apparently it's going to be finally live. That's why it's on our list here. But you could get it on Steam right now for 20% off. Um, it is $15.99 at the moment. Uh, Nio 2, the Tengu's Disciple DLC, uh, is coming out for PS4 on July 30th. What Happened is coming out for PC on July 30th. It's a nightmarish first-person exploration of anxiety. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, listen, why – we have enough people that have depression and anxiety in real life. Why would you want to make a game about exploration of anxiety and depression from the perspective – oh, God, it's even better. From the perspective of an American high school student. Because why not? Okay, I mean, I guess you could look at that both ways. Like if a student were to play the game, they become more depressed and anxious playing it. Or you could look at it the other way where it actually helps their depression and anxiety because now they're able to kind of get rid of some of that during the game. Right. Maybe. I don't – I would love to hear a psychologist's thought process on this game being given to younger people or more specifically people that suffer from depression and anxiety. Right. Um, that's just I, – I can't believe people are making games like this. Like that Gamer Girl game. Like what? Like what is the point of these games? I don't get it. Huh, okay. Uh, we got Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, Kazuma Kiryu, the dragon of Dojima, must face the ambitious Ryuji Goda, the dragon of Kansai, in an all-out war between two rival Yakuza clans, an extreme recreation of one of the Yakuza's most beloved entries, now in stunning 4K and unlocked frame rates. There can only be one dragon, Joe. Just one. Uh, and next up, we have Castle Storm 2 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on July 31st. Welcome to the world of Castle Storm, a super genre massive of 2D physics destructions mashed with tower defense brawler, all right, so it is kind of a, a tower defense game. That's what I was thinking earlier. Castle Storm was born out of the fond childhood memory of building and destroying Lego castles. I can get down with that. That's Everybody has fond memories of Legos as a kid. Hmm. As an adult, you just get pissed that you step on them, and it's not <laughs> fun. <laughs> Cat Quest and Cat Quest 2 Possum Pack. PS4 and Switch July 30th. In case you guys were wondering, in case you guys were wondering, the multi-award-winning action RPG, apparently. Some say Di <laughs> some say Diablo with cats. Uh, <laughs> offers a or others a super. Other people say it's a super cute Skyrim. Whatever you take, Cat Quest loot-filled cat adventure is a beautifully crafted. Or sorry, it is beautifully crafted as its combat and magic are ultra satisfying. Universally adored by critics, it'll have you purring for joy. Wow, that's kind of. 
that's interesting that they're actually able to, to make a game that's so similar to Diablo and whatnot like that. Um, and then Fairy Tale. And Fairy Tale is based on the anime, which I love. Have you watched Fairy Tale, Joe? I've watched like, the first episode. I haven't watched a lot of it, though. It's it's really good. Um, I'm yeah. still trying to work on One Piece over here, but right. uh, PC, I'm on like episode 160 or something like that. Um, wow. God, there's so there's like a thousand episodes though. Like I know, same. PC, PS4, Switch, July 31st. It's it's based on Fairy Tale, so right. pretty pretty typical like anime based game though. So I'm not sure how good it will be. I guess uh, that remains to be seen, but it holds true to the anime. It looks like so. And so, with that being said, that's all the games coming out this week. Hope you get some. If not, get the free ones on Rough House Deals. Oh, always oh, trying to one-up me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. My segment doesn't matter. I get it, Joe. Yeah, keep keep doing that. Well, that's what happens. See, see where that gets you. See you, poke gets you. you poke the bear. You poke the bear. Oh, so, man. With that being said, guys, we want to thank everyone who joined us live and if you weren't able to join us live thank you for listening on your favorite podcast app or watching us on youtube we thank everyone for coming aboard and we will see you guys next week oh yeah later everybody see ya